So I just want to, Father, I just, I just thank you that you open up the eyes of our understanding in our spirit, that you flood our hearts with revelation knowledge, with light, that we truly might know the hope to which we have been called and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints, and that we might know the, 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 oh, the, the glorious name of God in the earth and spread his word and spread his fame. Amen. <laughs> Putting ourselves aside. We praise and we thank you, Father, that my words are not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, Amen. but in power and demonstration of the Spirit of God, that our faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. Okay, so Hebrews 4.12, out of the Amplified, and that's our mascot scripture for this church, living word. If you don't live the word, you might as well forget it. And that's really why I named it that. We named it that. Oh, okay. Thank you. So, um, for the word of God that speaks is alive. It's honestly alive. <laughs> and it's, 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 full, it's full of power. And it makes it active and operative and energizing and effective. And it is sharper than a double-bladed knife than a two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul and the immortal spirit, because the soul and the spirit are separated. And your spirit is full of, of God when you get born again, but your soul has to be renewed by the word of God. Your soul is your, real loud, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And it has to be reprogrammed, especially if you've been a Christian a while. I mean, not a Christian a while, but you've been in, uh, you know, alive a while. And it, like I was 40 when I got born, you know, really into it. I was probably born again before that, but didn't know it. Okay, so it's a dividing line of the breath of life, the mind, will, and emotions, and the immortal spirit. And it's like joints and marrow and separating them which is difficult, but that's, but the word of God will separate it and say, wait a minute. <laughs> it's, it's God saying to you, wait a minute, you're coming from, from your, your, your own will. You're coming from emotions and making a wrong decision, but you get into the word and the word will help you make the correct decision. That's what that means. So you get it full of the word. See? And it's, and it's like joints and marrows, you know, or like, I was thinking of a, a chicken bone, I always say that. That's because we, <laughs> we came from way back. <laughs> we literally used to eat because our parents would raise them and we knew they were fresh and not diseased and blah, you know, and you'd actually eat the, the marrow, you eat the bone and the marrow sometimes, uh-huh. It's, that's really good for you. <laughs> and it's so, but see, that's what it reminds me of. And because it divides to the deepest parts of your nature, the word of God, it exposes and it sifts and it analyzes and judges your very thoughts and purposes of your heart. You're going, wait a minute. What's my purpose here? Am I, am, am I jealous of something? So I want to over, or am I in unforgiveness in making this decision? Uh, what's my purpose here? That's what the word of God will do. And are my thoughts, hmm, who, who's guiding my thoughts? Is there, you know, somebody said to me, somebody said there was, a, told them they saw a demon sitting on their soldier and, uh, shoulder. And they said to me, they called me up and said, do I have, am I demon? I said, no, of course not. I will tell you this, but that can happen to all of us. It can, there's something that happens and it can just sit there and, 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 and talk to you and say, oh, you know, that person shouldn't have done that to you. Ooh, doesn't that make you mad? You know, stuff like that. Those are familiar spirits. And you have to, you have to recognize your thoughts are wrong and say, take authority over that. You've got to recognize it though. 
Okay, so I mean, that's okay. So, okay. So God's word, though, when it's conceived in your heart or your spirit, okay, then when you speak it and it's formed by your tongue and it's spoken out of your mouth, it becomes... <laughs> it, it makes an impact. And it releases the ability of God inside of you. See, Philippians, okay, Paul wrote Philippians 4.13. And he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know, we can use that, but Paul really believed it. He believed it, that his strength, his, his heart or his spirit man received the word, God's word, and he really believed it. And it was not Paul's, Paul's ability that made him say that. It was the ability of God formed in him by the word of God, by revelation. See, okay, I was praying, God, open up the eyes of our understanding, flood our hearts with light, with revelation, knowledge of the word. Now, I'm getting a little more, see, this is a little deeper stuff. If you don't have revelation of uh, knowledge of the word, you don't apply it when the rubber meets the road. <laughs> See, and because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And, you know, I've even seen myself, I've seen, you know, okay, well, <laughs> I, you, you think, oh, yes, I'm doing good. I'm doing better, you know. I've grown. And then something happens. And what comes out of your mouth? And I go, oh, God, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I mean, I, would, I don't swear or anything. Like, I don't mean that kind of thing. But I'll go, oh, for heaven's sake, I'm so mad at him. I'm going, blah, 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 you know. And I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's coming out of it? What's, you know what? Okay, better dig more in the word. And see, the more you give out in any way, even in a hard job and stuff, the more you have to fill yourself up with the word. And especially now in order to live in this evil word, uh, world. So out of the abundance of your heart, many times your mouth will speak. But then don't be so prideful to think that you're such a hot stuff. Or you know what I mean? Notice what you're saying. And, and there could be times you could be full of the word. And then so much has happened or so much was depended on you to help other people or whatever it was that it just drains you. And that's when you got to fill back up. So I tell you what, words are so powerful. They're the most powerful things in the universe. In fact, the universe was created by words. <laughs> so John 1.1. In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Oh my gosh, and the Word was God. You see, this is the Word of God, right here in the Bible. And if you, if you burned up all the Bibles in the world... I'm just going to, I say this over and over, but it's the truth. You burn up every Bible, you, every single Bible's burned up. You can't, you can't destroy the word no. <laughs> because God is the word. <laughs> and there are people who say, oh, you're from that faith blab it and grab it group. And, <laughs> but, but, and they say, you, you're making the word uh, your God. And the word was God. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was, was God. The same was in the, go ahead, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. But how did He make it? He spoke it. He had to speak it. Okay, so, the, so learn to use your words effectively. The words you speak will either put you over or hold you in bondage. And folks, I am being, I'm just being honest with you. I've put myself in bondage by the words I spoke. 
and I can see it real clearly. <laughs> so, I mean, you, when you know this, see, so a lot of, see, Christians are arrested or taken captive a lot of times by their own words. You can, you can talk yourself into sickness and disease. You can talk yourself into depression. My, you know, I just thank God. I knew our, you know, our son died July, June 24th, 55, July 24th, 55 years old. I, unnecessarily from melanoma. And, uh, you know, it, it just, and he had a call in his life. I know he did. And it's, it's just, if I didn't know what I know, I know because of the teaching that I have gotten, uh, you know, I, I could just keep moving on because for one thing, I know he's, he's in heaven for sure. But, um, you know, you, you just, you, you have to watch what you say. <laughs> you are taken captive by your own words. And even by prayer sometimes, we, we set ourselves in a position where you cannot receive from God. Now, you may have used your own tongue to form the very words that you defeated you. Praying or saying problem. Okay, do you know, to get answers, we either pray them or we say them. We call them in. Okay. Like, well, okay, so let's just say that, and I used to say all this, oh, man, I'm so stupid, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I never do anything right, you know, fear, I'm afraid all the time, I'm not good enough, I always say things wrong, man, I've said that one a lot too much, I, I don't know what to say a lot of times, or I'm sick, 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 sick all the time, and I'm going to get the flu. I'm going to see those are all negative words. When you speak of your body hears it, and they come to pass because our words are so powerful. When you're a Christian, they become more powerful. Oh, so I, and I'm just saying, I know this stuff, but you've got to watch yourself, and it depends about how much is coming um, towards you or how much other people depend on you. You know what I mean? If you had, a, you know, five kids and you got to take care of them all. And, and sometimes that, you know, drains you and, and uh, see. So a lot of times, I remember this whole family was wiped out in a car accident uh, in some other state, but they were from Fremont, Nebraska, and they were from a different church, and I went to a the prayer meeting uh, before the funeral because of that. I just really felt bad for them at that church. And, but you know what everybody was saying? Oh, God, the family is dead. And there were, there were like five children. You know, seven people are dead. And what, you know, what are we going to do? And that's no, 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 don't pray that way. You're praying the problem. You're praying what's already happened. God knows, you know. You've got to say, look, we take authority over anything. Oh, God, we, we want this funeral. I did speak up a little bit, and I was, like, shaken because it wasn't my territory. But, uh, and, you know, take, I take authority over anything that would inhibit people from receiving Christ at this funeral. Because they did believe in being born again. So that, but see, people, you don't pray the problem. God, I've been diagnosed with cancer. He knows it. <laughs> you know, so see, so when we prayed, we prayed the problem. And guess what? The problem got greater. Or we said the problem over and over and over, and we called it in instead of what we wanted. Oh, it could, it could even be, oh, look at, I was just thinking, it could be the crops. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Look at the bugs have eaten them all up. Or look at the, there's no rain, and I don't have an irrigator, or blah, 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 blah. You know, you could, you could just call it in, but you could, you could also speak to it. Amen. and say the right thing. Yeah. Right. 
you're going to be lush. And in spite of the rain, God will pull up moisture from all the earth. And, yeah, and he will do it. So put up there Mark 11, 23 and 24. So I said there was two, two ways you get your answers, by praying and by saying it. For verily I say to you that whosoever say, shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. No, just keep it up. Okay, so I say to you, mountain, you know, you have to say, I say to this cancer, you are cursed to the roots in my body. What Jesus has not planted in my body is rooted out. And you know what? There's, there's a Luke 17, 5 or something like that. It says, um, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, I would say to the sycamine tree, sycamine trees I found out represent death. They used to make coffins out of them. To the sycamine seed tree be plucked up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And I, and I thought, God, what? Planted in the sea. See, and you meditate on that, and it's because seawater dissolves stuff. That's what I got. And you have to plant it in there so it doesn't come pull back up. You know why I got all that? Because every day, because I was diagnosed with cancer in my left breast, and that was 2012. And I, I had surgery, it was first stage. But I never, I mean, I'm fine yet. Amen. I just had a mammogram and fine. <laughs> but, and I never took any chemo or I'm not taking chemo pills now because I didn't want chemo or any of that stuff. And they wanted to give it to me and, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to not be able to come behind this pulpit because I knew it would pull me down. And, and you know what? It was fine. And then the doctor even says, well, I can tell there. I think you're a woman of prayer or something. Something's different about you. And he says, you'll probably make it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, but you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you say. So, and then there is this, you know, like you call in. Uh, we've been calling in all the money we need for like the carpet every day i call it in all the money we need and it's come <laughs> where are you because <laughs> this is in a huge church <laughs> and all of a sudden somebody will hand you this huge check and i just go god you're you're given to them to it's just like praise god <laughs> Anyway, so I, you called it in. You can call in. I call in, you know. I call my body healed. I call my body healed. Okay, so that's, that's one way by saying. But you got to then watch what you say in between there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, you know, there's all kinds of things you could say, especially when you're diagnosed with something. And you don't go by reports. Please pray that my report will turn out good. I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to because I believe the report of the Lord. <laughs> Here's the report. And you know what? There is Isaiah 50, 53, 1 says, whose report do you believe? <laughs> okay, so then the next verse. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, I desire for that sucker to get out of there. <laughs> Okay, when you pray, believe that you receive your answer and you shall have it. But be full of the word before you even pray. Be full of what the word says. And then, then once you pray, you believe it. That's, that's important. Because sometimes we just pray right away. And, I, I can, and it really does, I've, I mean, I'm talking 40 <laughs> Four years of experience, <laughs> and you, you, um, you, you, you get in this word, and look what it says: "By His stripes I'm healed." 
and he did so much for us. Right. And so, uh, but get full of it, then pray. Okay, so, all right. So, verse 23, you could, when you say, then, so you, you might call it in or say something, but instead, you're, then you talk about it to everybody. Or you said, the sickness is getting worse because my reports are coming out. Or uh, my report from the doctor or the bank was bad or the report about my child was bad or, you know what I'm talking, it could be any kind of a report. <clears throat> and so even when I got that diagnosis, I didn't even tell my four kids until it was close to the time of the surgery. And he said, you just take your time and see what you want to do. Okay. So I said, I'm going to get that thing out of there. <laughs> That's where my faith was. That's yeah. fine. You know, so, <clears throat> um, and, but see, you can, you can start telling everybody about it. I didn't tell everybody about it until later. I just got into the word and shut up. <laughs> of course, he knew. Yeah. And uh, one other intercessor or somebody in this church do, or I think, yeah, yeah you do. Um, and um, <clears throat> what's I going to say about that? Anyway, and then I did tell my children, because I know sometimes people then say, oh, did you hear Pastor has cancer? She's going to die. Pretty soon the, the story gets bigger and bigger, and, and, you know, they start saying things. And... <clears throat> Now, don't get mad at me, but I'm going to say this. That's why sometimes prayer chains are not good because people aren't praying correctly. And they start saying, they hear that, oh, will you please pray for the pastor of blah, blah, blah church because they have, uh, you know, <clears throat> something happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... um. And, and then pretty soon, all it is, is they're calling somebody up on a chain and just telling them all the problems. And you know what? As we get into this, you're going to see. I mean, I've been there, done it. I'll tell you what. I, I learned by my own mistakes. And then getting into the Word. Okay, I was 40 years old by the time I even knew about being born again. I am 83 now. Almost 80. I mean, I'll be 84 in January. So, you know what? And so you have got to, you know, you, you learn by what you did wrong. And then you know what the word says and you do try to do it right. And it works. That's where you see the difference. But believe me, I, I still say stuff. And you know him. <laughs> you can't get away with that. But I'm blessed. I, I, I'm blessed to have you. No, no, that's why. <laughs> Sometimes he can make me so mad. <laughs> but but it's but it's it's correct. <laughs> okay, so then the other one, you prayed the problem, or maybe prayed the answer, and then you talked about how bad the problem was. <laughs> That was, yeah, that, you know, and how it was getting worse. You know, we've all done it. But that's just something you got to watch. <clears throat> and notice verse 23 says, you will have what you say. And verse 24 says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it. So we pray then. But then don't talk about it, how bad it is, or what you do not desire. <clears throat> I saw somebody from my little town of Dodge, Nebraska, when I was in grade school and high school, this little old lady at Baker's <laughs> yesterday. And yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. That's when I came to Prairie, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she went, Jackie? Jackie Wagner, and I went, yeah, Jackie Hartman, <laughs> but, and um, she was just said, oh, it's good to see you. She says, oh, I'm just getting old, and I know she's the same age I am. Okay, and I said, well, we're, yeah, we're all getting up there, <laughs> and, 
And it was just like, but then, oh, I hated this because she started talking about, and she had a, I think, yeah, she had a walker. And, and, and how, how she couldn't walk and her back, you know, was, was full of arthritis and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? I was diagnosed with that too. And I did have, you know, and I'll just tell people, to, I have a hip replacement and a knee replacement too. And, um, I, you know, you just want to expound with her. Oh, I know what you mean. Oh, there's dum. <laughs> and I go, oh, shut up. Don't just be quiet, Jackie. Just listen to her. Mm. Uh, and, and see, that's where it's difficult. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I wanted to have compassion on her, too. You know, well, I did. That I was, you know, because she was cute. She used to work at Buck's Shoes downtown for years. I mean, <laughs> so, um, see, but those are things you've got to watch. I went, now don't just be quiet because you've got the same thing she does. Just shut up. <laughs> so, okay, now, hear this. God's word is spiritual law. And you violate and disobey any kind of a law, it's going to work against you. Right? The laws of what you put in your body even, you know, if you take a whole bunch of meth, you're going to violate your body. You know what I mean? And But spiritual law is forever. I mean, spirit law was made by God, and it's way above any natural law. So see, the, the words you speak will put you over. They'll put you over when you obey spiritual law. So what is spiritual law? How, where do you find it? In the word of God. And negative words will work against you. So the spirit world out there, and even the natural world, it's, it is controlled by the word of God. You speak the word of God and angels <coughs> will come on. <coughs> um, stop it. <laughs> Come on the scene yeah, yeah. and help you. But you speak negative, and there's little familiar spirits. And they are. They're real. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Psalm 23. Do you see that? Those are familiar spirits. Who are the enemies? They're watching for you to yeah, make a mistake, yeah. especially a Christian, so they can bounce on you and attack you. <clears throat> so be aware that there's angels and demons in that spirit realm. This is real. They're there. <laughs> so the natural, in, in the first place, the, the natural world was to be controlled by us. Speaking God's words. So because this, the, the, the word of God is creative power. So, um, ex but here's an example of a negative one. Though. Lord, I prayed and it's not working out. The devil has defeated me. <laughs> you know, and you're discouraged. <laughs> Well, well, I've been there. But see, Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you'll have them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And defeat is not what you desire. No. Not so don't pray it or say it. Yeah, don't pray it or say it, because prayer is said wrong and negative words, the opposite of what you want will work against you. So what's wrong? First, you prayed the problem and not the answer. <laughs> and the word said, pray things you desire. And second, you actually put faith in the ability of the enemy. And do you see, see what I mean? Yeah. 
See, and then even worse, you establish words of the devil because you said things are getting worse. <laughs> so, and, and when you do that, and I mean, we don't mean to do it, and it devastates us, and we don't even realize we're doing it sometimes until you look back on yourself. And you denied the word of God. Now, Hosea 4, 6 said, I don't want it up there, though, but it says, my people perish. And he said, my people perish from a lack of knowledge of this word. And see, spirit, so we, that's why we, we need to get into it. And spiritual law is for your good. And it, it's supposed to uh, produce the things that you need and desire. But speaking and praying contrary to the word of God, remember it's a spiritual law, it can be disastrous. So we've all done it. <laughs> but do you see how, how words are so important? They are important. <laughs> and you know, I and especially if you're type of person that wants to talk a lot is like oh. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still alive <laughs> so be word conscious because you know what words are like little seeds <laughs> and you plant those seeds by speaking about here and they produce after their kind <laughs> oh Matthew 12 uh, 30, let me look if it's 34 or 35, Matthew 12. Uh, yeah, then I'll, I'll probably go on from there. Wait a minute, Matthew. <laughs> so what did I say, 34? Oh. Okay, wait a minute. Oh. You know what, I, I actually want to uh, go to verse 32. Okay. And I know it doesn't have, is, this is actually though something people need to know that this is in the word of God. Yeah. Because it's about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now this I'd like to the King James. Yeah. Okay. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, that's Jesus, it shall be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, oh, yeah. it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world and neither in the yeah. world to come. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Now, here's, here's the, okay. Now, verse 33, it says, either make the tree, and the tree is your tongue. Yes, yes, Good, or else make the tree corrupt. And its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. And he was, he was talking to the Pharisee, and he said, Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. Whatever you've been putting in there. Whatever you've been saying goes down in there, down in there. Whatever you've been listening to goes down in there. That's why music with, with words that are evil, you know, kill yourselves, commit suicide, take drugs. You know, there's lots of stuff behind it. It'll go down inside of you. Now, 35, a good man out of the good treasure or deposit of his heart, what he's been putting in, brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word, that it's non-productive and it's, it's, it's not good. That there's no anointing on it. That men shall speak. They shall give account thereof in the way, in the day of judgment. For by your words, now I'm going to go jump to the Amplified, you will be justified and acquitted. You pretend like you're in a court of law. And you're justified. And, and the lawyer, you got, you got acquitted by the judge. Okay? 
And by your words, but it says, for by your words, you will be justified and acquitted. And by your words, you're going to be condemned and sentenced. See, and what does it say right before that? The day of judgment. Men will have to give an account for the words that they spoke. And see, and pe people like us, though, and we have the teaching. Huh. Now, I'm, this is gonna, I'm gonna throw this in here, too. Did you know we do not pray to Jesus? Dum, 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 dum. Go to John 16. Oh my gosh, Keith Moore had a series of 12 CDs on that. I've never seen anyone who could squeeze all that out of him. He, he just meditates a lot. Okay, but uh, I gave you the scripture, didn't I? Yeah, John 16. Okay, so just do the King James. Was it 23? Where was that? Hmm, I don't even know where I'm at on my notes. John 16, 23 and 24. And in the day you shall ask me nothing. Jesus is saying this. What day? The day we're in. <laughs> verily, verily, and that means I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. <laughs> I say to you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So when you pray, you don't just say, Jesus, blah, 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 blah. You say, Father God, in the name of Jesus. That's really important. Father God, in the name of Jesus, yes. you're addressing that right. Yeah. Go to verse 24, too, I had down here. So, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name, in the name of Jesus. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Ask in the name, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Okay, so, okay. So prayer is our legal right to use faith-filled words to bring to God. Amen. Prayer is a legal right yes. to bring faith-filled words. See, you got to believe them. Faith, faith believes. Yeah. And see, you, what you do is you bring God on the scene in your behalf. Yeah. Right. Now, John 15, 7 and 8. Come on. If you abide in me, abide means live. If you live in me, and my words live in you. Well, if you never get in the word, you're not going to have much word living in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. As long as it's legal in the word. <laughs> you couldn't ask, oh, God, you know, let the bank forget to lock the door so I can rob it. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, favor. <laughs> well, I mean, some people, I've heard people ask goofy things that were not were wrong in the word. Okay, if you, so if you live in me, how do you live in him? You live in him by getting into the word. See, and my words, my words will live in you. And you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified, said Jesus, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciplined followers. That's what disciple means, disciplined follower. So it's, it's the word of God that lives in you that causes faith to be present in your words. It's the word of God. But see, if you haven't been in the word or... Have you ever, you know, like used uh, uh, several scriptures for a long time, and then, uh, then you know, then you just kind of let that go for a while, uh, and you go, I got to get back in that. I've done that too. So John fifteen eleven. These things have I spoken to you. That you can be happy <laughs> and joyful. 
that your joy, my, my joy, says the Lord, yes. might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Yes. So see, your joy can be full of the word. So, uh, so when you pray, believe that you receive something. And, you know, faith, that's faith. And faith will make a prayer work. You really believe it, and it's revelation knowledge to you. But prayers won't work without faith. Make sure that you believe what you're going to ask for. That's why I'm saying get into the Word and meditate on it. Or certain scriptures like healing. And, and then, then when you know that you've got it. Yeah. See, faith, <laughs> okay, as long as you say, now, okay, faith will work without prayer because if you say the right thing all the time, see, you can say and you can pray. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. So as long as you say the right thing and speak according to the word of God, your prayers will be answered too. That, in that way. So remember that God's word is creative power. Yeah. And, G, and, and he is the high priest. Jesus is the high priest of our confession of the word, which he gives to the Father. And see, he, he's, God's word is creative. And when we release that power, the answer can manifest. So, see, you, you can speak God's word after him, and they will work for you. But they've got to be formed in your spirit, not appear as revelation or revealed knowledge. Open up the eyes of my understanding, flood my heart with light. That's what that means. I, I heard Kenneth Hagin say, say that prayer every single day. It's Ephesians 1, 16 through the end of the chapter, through 23, 22, yep. And when I heard that, I've been saying it for years, <laughs> the whole thing. See, the stuff has to be revelation knowledge and not just head knowledge. See, that's the difference of knowing about God and knowing God as, as you're intimate, intimately knowing him, like you knew your husband or wife. See, his words are actually a part of you. They actually become a part of you, and they abide, they live in you continually. So just think, the words that God spoke framed the universe and set it in motion. <laughs> and it stands today in obedience to the words that he spoke way back. <laughs> and it's because God said it and let it stay said. He said it by the words of his mouth. And you know what? All hell stood up and took notice. And all hell, if you stand by the words that you speak and don't you know, vary from it, then all hell will notice that too. Oh, I like, okay, verse, uh, Luke 137, but out of the Amplified. And this is concerning Mary, but I'm not going to get into that real. I remember always at, around Christmas, <laughs> I always use this. Luke 137, Amplified. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. <laughs> and no word from God shall be without power, or impossible of fulfillment. No word. And we got this whole book here. So whatever God says, he'll perform. Think, think of all the promises and blessings. And I, I was trying to say some of them. I mean, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And even greater works will we do. Greater works than Jesus. But you know why? Because Jesus hadn't, when he walked on the earth, he hadn't gone to the cross. And so he couldn't get people born again or spirit-filled because the Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. <laughs> Isn't that something? Those are greater works, getting people born again. So see, and there's blessings. If you read, ah, there's blessings over blessings over blessings. See, did God, 
Oh, just notice, God never did anything he didn't say first. Because uh -huh. so he said it, yeah. then he did it. And the power was in his, in his word. His doing, his doing. Yeah, it's all his doing and it's all in his, it's all in his word. Okay, um, Hebrews 1.3, King James. I know it's kind of heavy, levy. <laughs> but we won't. Okay. Okay, that is, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Just leave it up there for a second. Okay. Do you know, though, also it says in Ephesians 2, 6, that he raised us up together and made us sit together at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That is the highest place of authority in the universe. And we can take authority over storms, over sickness and disease and all those things because they're caused by the devil and not by God. Half the world, half the religious world thinks that God causes all that stuff. Because I've heard them, they've asked me. <laughs> no, God expected us to take authority. Okay, I kind of got off there, but okay. Now, keep it up there. Notice that it says the word of his power. I could never. <laughs> so if he had said the power of his word, and I thought, I mean, what? Is there any difference in the power of his word or the word of his power? <laughs> okay. If he would have said the power of his word, that would have meant there is some power in God's word, but not all power. Well, you got to really, you got to really kind of think on this. In other words, that's where his power is in his word, the Bible. In the word or in what he says. That's where his ammunition is. <laughs> his power. <laughs> That's where his gun with a bullet, yeah, is. In what he has, there's power, constant power in his word. I mean, it's hard. You have to really think that out, though. Now, I did get that from someone else. So, but okay. So it's, but it's not impossible for God to perform his every declaration that we make. As long as we don't undo them in between declaring them. See, he, he can declare and do exactly what he says he's going to do. And so can we, if we keep it that way. And... God created man with the ability to operate in the same kind of faith or power. So what do we have to do? We have to control the words that come out of our mouth. We have to bring them in obedience to the word of God, which is God's spiritual law. <laughs> um, I might just quit there. But First James 3. James 3, verse 2, and we're going to read quite a bit of it. Amplified? Yeah. Read this every day. Mm -hmm. 3, 2. Right we'll go with the Amplified yes. it's, because it's more amplified. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, Victoria. <laughs> Do you have a Bible? <laughs> okay. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never ever says the wrong things. He is a fully developed character and a perfect man. 
able to control his whole body and to curve his entire nature. So if we set bits in a horse's mouth to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Now see, just think, that's a big horse. And all it is is this little bit. And it controls them. And then I'll say Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. It doesn't say that God is, is, it doesn't say death and life are in the, in the power of, of God. It doesn't say that the devil, death and life are in the power of the devil. It says your own tongue. Speaking words gives either God or the devil the power to overcome you. Okay, so now verse four. Likewise, look at ships. Though they are huge, they're great, and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a teeny light little rudder compared to the ship, wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it can boast of great things. See how great a forest, a tiny little thrown out a cigarette, <laughs> can set ablaze the whole acres and acres and miles and miles of stuff. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depriving the whole body and setting on fire a wheel of birth. The cycle of man's nature being ignited by hell. Okay, that, that man's nature means your senses and your emotions. And see, that's why, what did I say, your soul? That's why you have to renew your mind, it says in Romans uh, 12, 2. Yeah, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? You got to reprogram it like a computer and by getting in the Word. And a lot of times people become Christians and never get in the Word. Well, it depends what's... So, you see, and look at this. Every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea animal can be tamed and has been tamed by human genius and nature. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men. <laughs> see, we might be mad at somebody and say... Oh, Lord, I love you. I praise you, Jesus. You're my... Blah, 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 blah. Do you hear what so-and-so was saying? <laughs> I mean, you know, I know that. I've probably done it myself. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I did have... Well, I, okay. The enemy knows that there's power in your words. So he tries, he tries to get you to confess doubt and fear and unbelief. And confessing you, or even even like having a bad, you know, like saying how stupid you are and unworthy you are. Well, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy. God, God made us worthy. And he doesn't want us to be that way. What's that little song for kids that you are, I'm cute, I'm, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Okay, I'm sharp, I'm quick, I'm good-looking, I'm very rich, and a major blessing. <laughs> there, you can get that back in your kids. <laughs> so, so you, okay, so confessing you're unworthy after being born again is contrary to the Word of God, because you were unworthy, but that old man died with Christ. Amen? Now you're a new creation in Christ. Put up 2 Corinthians 5.17. And anyone in Christ cannot be unworthy. Maybe your body's doing right, long things on the outside, but this, this tent is going to, when it lays on the ground, that's when the soul and the spirit go up to heaven or go down to hell. But if you're born again, you go up. 
and the soul will too. Second Corinthians 5, 17, if any man is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new, he's brand new. You became brand new, a new creature altogether. That's why our past is the past at last. And I know we all go there. I was going there today and I went, uh, you're going to teach this and you see, but I, but I recognized it. Yeah. And the old previous moral and spiritual condition <clears throat> has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Now, if you do sin, though, 1 John 1, 9 says, confess your sins to him. And he is just. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> if I confess my sins, if. God is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. But that's another thing, if I confess him. You might just think it. you got to say, Lord, I committed adultery last night. <laughs> I mean, you got to be honest. Lord, I robbed a bank today. <laughs> you know what? And I ask you to forgive me. And he'll cleanse you. I mean, he'll pay consequences, probably, in the natural realm. But, you know, but you can get yourself right with God if you really mean it and confess it. Okay. Um, what time is it? No, it's not that bad. Okay. Mark, Mark 11, and I'm almost done. Mark 11, 11 through 14. Mark 11. And, uh, and Jesus went to Jerusalem and entered the temple enclosure. And when he had looked around, surveying and observing everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany together with the 12 apostles. And on the day following, when they had come away from Bethany, he was hungry. Yeah. <clears throat> and seeing in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the fig tree, the fruit appears at the same times as the leaves. But when he came up to it, he found nothing but leaves for the fig seed. Well, I don't know about that last part, but the Amplified says that. Go ahead. And he said, no one ever again is going to eat fruit from you. And his disciples were listening to what he said. Come on. Paraphrase. They said, the leaves are withered. Now, now, Peter was the one, the next day they came back through that way. And Peter goes, look, Master, look, that, that tree is withering. It's withering. So that thing died from the roots. And he said, did you notice that, Jesus? The tree you cursed. Now, the Bible actually says he put a curse on the fig tree. See, now, when I was, you think about that. See, we as believers have put curses on people by the words of our mouth oh boy yeah so let's say someone gets saved in a service and you say oh yeah every time I go somewhere I see those people get they get saved and you know there's a revival or something and just watch it'll last for three weeks and then they'll be right back to where they were again guess what it might be because you're saying that. <laughs> you cursed him. I know it. I know. And you know what? And sure enough, it happened. And they, they thought, they said a prophetic utterance because it wasn't a curse. But you see, he said, if we say, see, I told you so. Oh. And so it's just, just sometimes we got to watch that. You know, please. Well, I tell you what, that, that that really got to me, and I went, "Oh my gosh, repent!" <laughs> See, we can be part of the problem. Well, my kids just never want to come to church. You know what I mean? You can say stuff like that. It's just like he's hanging around with all his friends. Say, I remember Kenneth Hagen, uh, a lady said, "Will you please pray for my son because he's." He's uh, going out on Saturday night and staying 
until you know, he comes home at like six in the morning and you can tell he's, he's been drinking or doing drugs or something. And, and he said, I don't know what to do. And I'm telling him, you stop that, blah, blah, blah. And he said, stop talking to him. Stop telling him that. Don't even say anything to him. And, he's, and so, what? <laughs> he said, you're causing the problem. <laughs> As we have inappropriate laughter. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. But see, and then, but she kept saying it. And he said, stop. Don't say anything to him. In fact, when he comes home, make him breakfast. <laughs> and she says, well, I'm going off to church. And she, she started doing that. She never said a word to him anymore. All she did was pray behind the scenes. And one time he came home like that. And he says, I know, Mom, I, I just got home, but I don't care. I want to go to church with you. You know what? He wound up being a pastor of a church. <laughs> You're worried. She didn't, she kept cursing it. You know, we can curse them by saying what they're doing wrong. So the words of our mouth can work against, against a person from overcoming or advancing. And maybe, you know, or, you know, even, even saying, well, they're probably going to have a car accident or, or get sick or their house is going to burn down or this is going to happen or that's going Oh, the enemy goes, <laughs> good suggestion. See, instead of putting faith-filled words there by saying we curse them. And that's, that's like witchcraft to me. That's evil. <laughs> but I just never thought of that way. Ooh. <laughs> so God's power is enough his word is enough to guard them or keep them instead of the negative words we're saying what they're doing. Say what they should do. <laughs> so, see, God, God's power, the power in his words can, can keep them. Even if you see that, don't, don't give up. Don't say what they're doing. Be, just say instead, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. See, or plead the blood of Jesus. Stand in their gap. Dispatch the angels to them. You know what? Yeah, send labors into, their, into the harvest there. Say God's power can deliver them so they'll not fall or fail. fail. I believe. You know what? They'll stand. <laughs> say, say the prayer I've started saying. God, open up the eyes of their understanding and of, of uh, whoever's... You know, heart, open up the eyes of their understanding, flood their hearts with light that they may know the hope to which they've been called and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints and they may know the surpassing, immeasurable greatness of God's power in us and for us who believe and who become born again. You're full of power. So see, you, we can be deceived by the devil to tear down what God is trying to deliver and build up by words that curse them or curse us, spoken out of our mouths. You know, I mean, we can say, oh, gee, I'm always so, I never can figure this, you know, you know, say, no, I'm getting, see, say faith words. And, and amen, I'm going to stop. <laughs> So, yeah, there's quite a bit. I'm going to chew on it, too. <laughs> amen. So, amen. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And we thank you that it will not return void. And any of the people that are here or any people watching my live stream or that have heard the word, it won't return void even in me. <laughs> But it will accomplish what we please, and it will even prosper in the thing for which we sent it. And Lord, that we, I pray that you, the Holy Ghost, would check us. He's there to be our advocate, our helper, our, our counselor, our comforter, our intercessor, our strengthener, and our standby. And God, by all these things, he'll say, no, 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 don't say that. 
Remember, remember what was said last night. Remember the word of God and what it says that we should do. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Forgive me, Lord. And, and Lord, that, that we would be aware of the Holy Spirit who is there to help us in everything we do or say and to help us on this earth in our life. We thank you. We thank you, Father. You've given us the blood of Jesus. You've given us the word of God. You've put the Holy Spirit inside of us, God. You've given us so many things, Lord. You've given us, we can speak in tongues and, and, and tame our own tongue. That's the only thing that will tame it. And because we speak directly to you, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it's directly to the Father. Directly to you, God, a hotline to you. And so, God, we thank you. You've given us so many tools yes. to, to be able to walk on this earth in spite of the evil and in spite of darkness and the forces that are around us. And so we praise you. We thank you, God, and thank you that the Holy Spirit will remind us. No, 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 don't say that. Oh, no, 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 don't do this. Do this, do that. Thank you, Father, that we are led and guided by him and that we don't even have to ask for it. That's his purpose of living inside of us. So we thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you, God. What a wonderful, holy, marvelous, glorious God you are. Thank you, Father, that we can, you even said, as God is, so are you in this world. And that's what we want to achieve that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Yes. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen.